Uh-huh. I just feel like I've been around the block, ripping up fantasy stock, working around the clock. Look at the view from the top. Researching rookies a lot? No, I just be listening to pods. Yeah, one in particular. I'm just a messenger. Let me just pass on the rock. Browning, uh. brunning, bruning, pronouncing ain't what he's doing. What he's doing is not losing, but infusing you with new things. And there's Dennis the Bennett. Yeah, the man is a menace. Yeah, building a dynasty. Some of the finest things. Promise you, you won't regret it. Mm. Sly as a fox, cultured in pop, give him his props. Here is a thought, here is a box, and you cannot compare him at all, so don't even try. Careful with the news, but when you use a take, I take up Tony Fire, I mean dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake. Whoa, fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table, yeah, fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Hey, fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table, fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby, go. All right, we are live on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch. I already say Twitch. I did. No, Twitch and YouTube. Man, it's hard coming back from vacation. All right. It's a Thursday. We don't have Tony with us, as you guys can see if you are following us live. He is taking a hike with his fiance. You will still see his uh, rankings here, and I will read them as we go through. If you're watching, his will be on that far uh, right-hand little column there. But we've got Dennis and Matt with us today on this beautiful Thursday. How are you guys doing today? Uh, it's the end of my work week, so I'm I'm good. You know, it's been kind of a humdrum week, so yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty good. It's super hot here today too. Uh, I know you saw where you are. It's the last day of my work week, so but I have to go uh, get the brakes changed on my car at seven a.m. tomorrow. So I'm not sure that's exactly the day off I had envisioned a few days ago. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that doesn't sound like fun. At least I, I can say you guys both have the day off, which, you know, is nice. Coming from someone who just had three days off, you know, it's it's <laughs> it's not fun having to go back to work. So I, I can understand. It must be nice having that three-day week. You guys, I would assume you guys are off next week as well, right? You guys get to take off. Uh, like, I'm off Friday next week for July 4th. You guys get to take off. You guys have to work. I've been off Fridays for about three months now. Oh, God. So, what I'd get for that. I actually – my schedule changed. I'm Sunday to Thursday employee, so Friday, Saturday is just my normal. Uh, I, I just got cut back to four days, and so I've been enjoying it until I have to go back to five days. Yeah, I don't blame you. My job I worked at for eight years before I moved here, I was off Fridays. Friday, Saturday, Sundays for eight years, and God, I loved it. Oh, man, did I love it. Going to that five-day work week was a shocker. I'm still not used to it. All right, we are going to uh, continue our rankings, though. We did 32 through 13 on last Thursday's episode, though we really only discussed the 24 through 13. Today we will do 12 through 11. So if you guys are watching live here in column A, those will be my rankings. B, Matthew Fox. C, Dennis Bennett. And then, of course, D will be Tony Dyers, who we will mention, but he is not here today to defend his horrible rankings. Tony, if you're watching. I'm just kidding, buddy. So we will start at 12. We'll talk about all these guys. Uh, most of them we all have here in the top 12, and I was looking at them. There's a couple players, including my number 12, which is Drew Locke, that I don't believe anybody else has in their top 12. Maybe Tony, Tony does. He has number 10. 
So for me, Drew Locke, uh, I just I love all the weapons they built around him. Uh, I think with having Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay, Matt, I know you uh, like the tweet I posted in the chat yesterday. I retweeted it as well about how much better Philip Lindsay is hey, than it's Melvin. It's my new best friend. I, I just gotta <laughs> find that. Find him, you know. I follow right away. Follow my new. Best there you friend. go. Uh, I just I think the offense around him and the 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 plan that they're going to put around Locke, I think he's going to be uh, successful, and I think he has a chance to be a top twelve quarterback. I think with as many weapons as they have, and as Sutton, I think is going to take an even bigger step forward this year, not having to be the focal point. Even when he was the focal point of that offense, he was still a stud for fantasy and NFL reasons. If Locke can just complete you know 50 to 60 percent of his passes not turn the ball over a ton and I thought he looked good toward the end of last year he easily can finish up here in the rankings uh, in the top 12 rankings with the weapons he has around he's also mobile more mobile than people give him credit for which something Matt mentioned on last Thursday's episode really does kind of matter now for quarterbacks and their fantasy rankings is what they can do rushing wise because you have a lot of guys you will see at the top of our rankings that rushing is what changes kind of their rankings for us and what separates them. And I think Locke can bring some rushing uh, element to Denver and their offense. So he comes in at 12 for me. Uh, I will let either one of you say anything you have on that ranking before we move on to Matt there with Tom Brady at his 12. I mean, Locke arguably could end up being the second best rusher on Denver's team behind our boy, Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay, yeah. Um, no, I, I like him. I hope he succeeds. If he finished in the top 12, it wouldn't be a shock to me. Um, I was more, you know, modest when we looked at ours. I, I had him at 16, obviously. Love Denver, so I always try to make sure I'm not uh, overinflating them. Um, but, you know, you've looking at Pat Shermer's offenses in the past, one of the things that kind of stood out to me is you could have a uh, – top tier top 10 running back and a couple of top tier receivers and tight ends where the quarterback still was in the QB 12 to 16 range. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, kind of leaving a little space for that young quarterbacks. You know, we talked about Daniel Jones last year, uh, fumbled quite a bit. Haskins had some turnovers. Those guys got more time to start lock. This is really his kind of first season starting. So having a, a few issues with turnovers or things like that wouldn't surprise me. And those kind of negative points can drop you a few spots down. Um, but my fantasy teams would appreciate if he finished top 12. I, I have lock in a couple spots and, and I think, you know, the nine to 12 range is within the range of outcomes for him. I just think that he, he's good. He has to earn it. He he's got to show me something. The potential's there, but I, I agree with Matt. That twelve to sixteen range, uh, you know, I had him actually at seventeen. So, for me, go out on the field. You've got those weapons. Use those weapons, and, and prove me wrong. All right, Matt, so give us uh, your 12. I'm working on something, guys, so I'll get the rankings right back up for those of you that are watching live. But, Matt, you had uh, Tom Brady at 12. Why do you have Brady at 12? Well, you know, I think we discussed uh, last week something that I've been thinking about since we we had our guests on uh, a few weeks ago is if you think a lot of pieces in offense are going to do very well, you have to – it doesn't make sense if you think the quarterback who's distributing the ball is going to be down there. Brady's probably a guy who has moved up the most – uh, for me, I was kind of soured on him from last year, but you know, looking at the consistency guide and where he's typically finished, and thinking 
about the field and the team that he has. And, you know, one thing that he's typically been good at is avoiding the negative plays and the turnovers. Uh, I think it's, you know, I, he's bar- 12 is barely into the, the QB1 tier. And, and like I said last week, I have guys from basically QB10 to 16 where no finish in that range would surprise me. But that's why I put him there. Dennis, anything to say on uh, Tom Brady there? I, I feel like he may be getting sold a little bit short. Uh, I I, I kind of fall into that same uh, mindset of, well, how can you think he's going to have two top ten receivers, possibly even the wide receiver one, and he's going to be outside the top 12? I, I've got him a little bit higher even. So they, they don't have a great running game. And I think that they're going to exploit the weapons they have on the outside in the passing game. And that's going to uh, bump Brady up this year. Well, and for as bad as he looked at times last year, he was actually QB 12 in 2019 with not much uh, in the way of receiving and running support or offensive line support. So, you know, it made sense to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm and I'm the only one I think that has Brady as low as he does. And again, I just I and again, I think Dennis knows this as we've been doing this podcast now for a couple of years. Uh, I'm just not a Mike Evans guy, and I think eventually he's going to come back to what I think he is, which is still a really good wide receiver, but it's more like a high end wide receiver too. And I just I don't see both of them putting up the thousand yards. I think I made the argument on on last week's episode because of where I had Brady was I just don't think they're going to throw the ball as much as they did with Jameis Winston, which allowed both those guys to be 1,000-yard receivers. I think the touchdowns will come back some. I do think they're going to continue uh, to to run the ball a little bit, and, and that's going to also hurt Brady's numbers as well. So I think that's kind of why I don't have him there in the top 12. It's not necessarily that I think he's going to be bad. I, th- I don't even remember where I had him, but it wasn't much far, it wasn't far out of the top 12. But I, just, I think that's going to come back. The, the way the – it's going the way they're going to run their offense. I think is what's going to kind of bring Brady's numbers back a little bit. Dennis, you had um, Josh Carson Wentz. I messed up and put the wrong quarterbacks on there, so we'll get that fixed in a minute. My God, I'm messing all this up. Carson Wentz at twelve. Uh, why are you low? Are no, you? Low? Josh no, Allen. I have Josh Allen at twelve. Josh Allen. You're right. Um, my numbers are just messed up here because it's because I the think. top panel has our names. Right. That would be. Correct. Yes. All right. So continue. Josh Allen. Yes. Josh Allen at 12. I, I think he's going to make up for his lack of accuracy um, with the rushing game. I don't think it, they're going to be a, a lower volume offense. Uh, they're going to try to keep him from being put in positions where he can make mistakes. But accuracy isn't isn't really his forte. You know, that's not something that he's good at. So he, he's got to get there. He's got to earn that. And uh, I, I don't expect him yet. Like I said, I think he'll have a decent season. He's going to be a QB1. He's just going to be, you know, the QB12. Matt, anything you want to add on Wentz? I mean, you've got him right. We all have him right here. So, I mean, I, I agree with you. I'm not going to add much more to that. He's my uh, he's my 11. I, I like Wentz a lot. I'm not – I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think obviously some of the uh, 
injuries is what scared me the most about him. I still like Wentz a lot, like the weapons around him. I said I love Jalen Rager, um, obviously Ertz and Goddard. I, I think he could obviously throw the ball and do still a really good job in the offense, but injuries worry me a little bit if he'll even play a full season. Do you have anything you want to add on Wentz there, Matt, with him being year 11? No, I mean, I think that's the, the question probably now comes with the offensive line where, you know, Jason Peters hasn't been re-signed. They lost Brandon Brooks. You know, is that going to impact him? But Wentz was QB 10 last year with uh, what we imagine was much worse weapons than he's probably going to have and, and not having Miles Sanders there to back him the way he was at the end all year. So I think it's a fair spot. He could He's a guy that could go up could slide a little bit but I feel like that's a good range for him he should be in the QB1 discussion and then uh, Tony here has Josh Allen at 11 and Aaron Rodgers at 12 I think is he the lowest of all of us on Rodgers no he's no. probably the highest unless highest you have him in the top t- Pretty sure I have Rodgers in my top 12. I don't know. I blacked them all out so I can't even remember I don't remember where I put some of these guys I did this like a week ago so all right, so let's continue here. If I can kind of work my way through I think here, I I had Rogers fifteen. Dennis had him a lot, uh, thirteen. Thirteen. You know, it. I think with him, it's not the the talent to where Tony has him. It wouldn't be a shock if he finishes a QB one. It feels like their team is moving away from high volume passing. Yeah, so I feel like I'm gonna get a lot of hate for this, but at number ten, I have Dak Prescott. Uh, and obviously he had a career year last year, like Dennis called for, and ended up working out for him. I think he finished QB two, I believe, last year, if I remember correctly. Yeah, you Correct. can be wrong two years in a row on him. Nobody will. You know, that's that's okay. I had him in something high, just not nearly as high as two. Uh, I do think he's going to lose some of that rushing work that he had last year. He had five touchdowns. Uh, I'm sorry, three rushing touchdowns last year. I just don't think he throws for almost 5,000 yards again. I just don't see it. I, I could be wrong. Uh, Mike McCarthy, we talked about, I think uh, he was in the last episode a couple episodes ago, that he actually throws the ball more than he runs it, which was kind of surprising to me. I thought he was more of a run-first guy. But I still think they're going to try and build that that run game with Zeke Elliott. Uh, I like the weapons around Dak, but I don't expect Amari Cooper to have the uh, – you know, three to four touchdown games that he had last year as well. Uh, Gallup, Lamb, I think they'll kind of cannibalize each other. I still think he'll throw for probably 43, 4,400 yards, but I think some of the rushing comes down and then the rushing touchdowns come back to earth a little bit, which drops him. Again, these guys, for me, it was the narrowest of margins outside of my top three. I kind of feel like my top three quarterbacks, when we get up there, they're going to be very – there's going to be a bigger split between those three than everybody else down to 12 for me. Uh, so Dak could easily jump up to around four or five within just a one really good game, a, a four touchdown game with a rushing or two rushing touchdowns, and he would easily jump up in the top there. But for me, I just think he takes a, a tiny step back, which drops him down to here just because of how good the quarterback position is. Yeah, they, Thought. you know, Dak, Dak had uh, he had six rushing touchdowns in each of his first three seasons. Last season was a career low, so I would expect him to have more than three this year. I, I feel like he's going to – it wouldn't surprise me if he throws for 54, 5,500 yards with the weapons he has. I know I called for a career year from him last year. I, I, I wouldn't blink an eye if he has another career year and bests it from last year. Uh, I just feel like with the weapons he has, and he, he knows – 
you know, he's comfortable there. That's his team. They're going to take the weapons. C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, and Amari Cooper, that could possibly be the best trio of wide receivers in the NFL this year. You're not wrong. That is very true. I mean, last year they threw the ball 596 times, which was sixth in the NFL. So if if he throws it over 600 this year, it's not going to be the least bit surprising. Uh, Matt, you have anything you want to add on them before we uh, continue on to uh, Drew Brees for you? No, I mean, I, I kind of chime in with all of what Dennis said. I obviously, when we get up there, I have Dak uh, much higher too. Yeah, I think you all do. Uh, and it was hard for me. I didn't even realize I had him as low as I did until I started finishing him out. I was like, shit, but I just – I would say there's probably one quarterback you guys can argue for sure for him to go over, maybe a couple, but I'm, I really kind of like uh, the way my rankings came out. Again, it, it's the slimmest of margins. I'm not – this is me actually staying like Dak Prescott is, is a good quarterback, and it hurts me to admit that, like down to my core. It hurts me to say that he is a good fancy quarterback. Matt, you've got Drew Brees at 11. I am much lower on him, but at you and kind of right in on him. So why is it that – I'm sorry, yeah, 10. Why is it that you uh, you and Dennis believe in Drew Brees so much? Um, you know, he's got obviously an excellent offense, uh, and I think we've seen him consistently be in that range when he's been healthy. Last year he missed, was it five games, um, which is kind yeah. of a little bit of the reason he, he slid down. But I think if he goes back to – where he has typically been, um, you know, that's a good slot for him. I mean, there's still going to be a high volume offense. Uh, Kamara is going to catch 81 passes again. So they're still going to keep throwing the ball. They've got Michael Thomas. Um, they brought in Emmanuel Sanders. They have Jared Cook. So they have a number of weapons. And I expect them to just keep doing what they've been doing for the past. 20 years with Breeze, slight exaggeration, but they'll throw the ball. Breeze is going to complete 72% of his passes, and and it's going to be the status quo. Uh, And and so for me, it's just keep more of the same. You know, what holds him back and keeps some of these other guys ahead of him is literally the rushing. Yeah. yeah, and that's actually why I had him drop. So I was pulling up mine to see where I had him. Because I had him at 15, and Tony had him at 13. So he wasn't really much behind you guys in his thought process with Breeze. Uh, for me, I think it's just that. I think it's the rushing. And I, I do think with them trying to possibly preserve Breeze some, that defense has gotten much better. I wouldn't be surprised if they lean more on the run or Taysom Hill if they start getting up in games instead of continuing to throw the ball. Uh, we, we've seen the past couple years. Yeah, Matt, Matt's very happy about the Taysom Hill thing. Uh, the past couple of years, we have seen that they have kept Breeze in there regardless. And I think last year and, and the year before that, the year before that was when we saw Breeze kind of really tail off toward the end. I think it was that Dallas game that uh, Dallas ended up coming back and winning that nobody expected them to win. It was a really crappy game overall, but they ended up winning. And, and New Orleans from that point on kind of looked like a different team. Last year, I think Breeze looked so good toward the end of the year because of what you just mentioned, Matt. He missed those five games. He was able to rest that arm. He is an older quarterback, and I do think that they will lean toward that, is knowing that this could possibly Breeze his last year to more kind of rest him and keep him saved for the playoffs, kind of like what we think Tampa Bay is going to do with Gronk. Keep him ready for the playoffs. So I think they're going to limit the amount of times that he throws compared to before. 
think Taysom Hill gets a lot more run, maybe even Jameis, uh, and they tend to lean on the running game. So for me at nine, I have Matthew Stafford. Obviously, I'm worried about his back. That's going to be kind of a, a big thing for him. That's one of those things. That a back injury is really kind of hard to guess how he might or might not be. You know, he could say he's healthy, but anybody who's dealt with any kind of back issues, I'm sure can tell you. That thing can flare up and cause you issues in a heartbeat. So I am a little bit worried about that. I think Bevel is going to continue to run the ball a lot. I think having a guy like Swift there is really going to help that run game, which is going to help Stafford in the play action. He's got a great group of wide receivers around him. Could easily see him going back on that pace for kind of in the talk of MVP like he was last year before he got hurt. My biggest fear is I do think they are going to still try and run the ball a lot, and Swift is a much better runner than DeAndre uh, than Carryon Johnson. So I think that's actually going to allow the running game to be more successful than it has been the past couple of years with Carryon, with Swift actually getting yards and doing things, which means Stafford will throw just a little bit less. So that's why I have him down here at nine. Matt, you kind of well, I'm sorry. Do you guys have anything you want to say on Stafford before we go to who you have at nine? Dennis, yeah, anything you want to add on oh, Stafford? I think you no. both have him higher. So, Yeah, we have him higher. Deshaun Watson. I was kind of surprised to see this one. So you have him at nine. Why uh, Why are you so low on Watson? I mean, I like Watson as a player and a, as a talent. Um, I just feel like his team has done him no favors. Uh, I don't actually think Houston's going to be incredibly successful this season. Uh, and I think there's also a chance they are going to try to run the ball more since they traded a world-class wide receiver for a running back and brought in some pocket change uh, to fill that spot. Um, You know, Will Fuller will be great in the three games he plays this season, and Cooks will probably be hopefully a little bit better than he was last year, but beyond that, you're relying on Cobb and Stills, I still like Watson. Like I said, there's a, you know, there's probably not a huge gap between the the guys up in this range. Just feel like he got dealt kind of a bad hand. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've obviously got him higher than uh, than you do, Dennis. You do as well. I'm pretty sure Tony does. I'm not going to keep messing with this. I just keep messing this up. So we're just going to keep it up. To- Tony, to- uh, it looks like Tony only has him one slot higher. Okay. Yeah, I don't have I don't have Tony's pulled up. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm Hopkins. I do think it's going to hurt him. You know, I've heard the argument that you can't get rid of the best wide receiver in the league and still be that successful. I do somewhat believe in that. I think why I why I'm so high on Watson, and I'll talk a little bit more about it when we get to him in my ranks, as I do have him still pretty high. Is that with as bad as that offensive line is, I, I, feel, I think he's going to bring you a lot of rushing still. And again, that's that's kind of been the key separator for me. I think he's still going to bring you a lot of that rushing. I think having DJ back there, if he can be even, you know, fifty to sixty percent of the DJ we saw when he was healthy in Arizona, that's going to help out Watson a little bit more too with some dump dump offs and maybe allow him to run a little bit more. So I still like Watson a lot because of just the playmaker that he is. I think whoever the wide receivers are that he has on the field, he's going to find a way to get him the ball. I mean, everybody knew that he was going to force the ball to Hopkins, and they still found a way to make it happen. Granted, some of that may have been just based on how good Hopkins was as well to to be able to get the ball and pluck it out of the air. But some of that has to go to Watson with the throws he was making. I still think that uh, that he can do that. So I'm still still pretty big on Watson. 
Dennis, you have Tom Brady. You and Tony both have Tom Brady here at nine. Uh, both of you are the highest on Tom Brady. So anything else you want to add? Obviously, Matt gave his opinions on Brady earlier. I just think he's you know, he's gonna get zero in the rushing game, but he's gonna have uh he's in a high volume offense. So he's gonna throw the ball. He's got Godwin, he's got Evans, he's got Gronkowski as a safety blanket. So he's set up to do the things he's done his entire career, just do it somewhere else. Uh, Tampa's had some issues with the running game or with the offensive line. So they're going to have to make sure they get that solved so Tom has time. But if he doesn't, you know, we've seen in New England that he can make hay in that short passing game. He's not concerned with having, you know, a, a high average depth of target. He's concerned with getting the ball off for a completion and not getting hit. And he'll do that a whole bunch of times, I think, with this team. Yeah, Rojo is about to come that that high end RB two with all those catches he gets out of that field. Yeah, like I said, I'm just uh, I'm not as sold that the offense is going to be as as past. Uh, Pass happy and everything is everybody else. But I, I'll admit that Brady is one that I think I could be very wrong on. I'm not going to admit that on Dak. But Brady, I, I could be very wrong on where I have him. So let's look at our eight and seven. So I'll start with mine, Matt Ryan. I'm also probably the lowest on uh, Matt Ryan here. I think they brought in Todd Gurley because they want to run the ball a lot. Todd Gurley's still a really good receiver out of the backfield. I think Ridley and uh, – Julio are still going to eat a lot. Not as big a believer on Hayden Hurst as a lot of other people. I don't think he's going to be able to produce the way that Austin Hooper was, and I think they lean on Gurley. I also don't think that they're going to be in as many shootouts as they have in the past couple of years. I think that defense is finally healthy, and if they can stay healthy, with which they're going to have to try their best to do if they want Dan Quinn to keep his job, which I think they all like Dan Quinn, that defense is going to keep them in games, which means Matt Ryan's not going to have to throw the ball as much. So Matt Ryan drops down to eight here for me. Matt, you've got Josh Allen down here at eight. I think you, uh, I shouldn't say, are the second highest besides me because I don't remember where Tony has him, so I'll look really quick. You Tony, are. Tony yeah. has him down there, yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess he's right there. I guess I could have just looked at my screen. So me and you are much higher on Josh Allen than Dennis and Tony. What are your thoughts on Allen? And since you've got Matt, you both have Matt Ryan there. Uh, at uh, eight, I will let you guys give your thoughts on Matt Ryan as well. So we have Matt Ryan at seven. Got to remember to to subtract one. No, no. Oh, you, have, you have you have done. This is so confusing. I hate how I messed this up. Continue. Yes, you guys both <laughs> have Matt Ryan. At seven. So uh, Josh Allen, you know, I I don't disagree with Dennis that he's not been the the greatest passer. He has seemingly gotten a little bit better uh, season over season. I think he could take another step forward with some some better receivers and some more time. But for me, it's the rushing. Last year, he had nine rushing touchdowns. And I think one of the reasons that we've been, uh, you know, a little bit more hesitant about what you're going to see from Singletary and Zach Moss is because Josh Allen has been their goal line back. Um, and, you know, that can make a big, a big difference. He actually finished his QB six last year. So I'm projecting him back of where he finished uh, last year, even though I think he could be a slightly better passer. Yeah. I, like I said, I, I have Alan lower. I'm not, uh, I'm not confident in his ability to be accurate. I agree that Stefan Diggs is the best receiver that he's had in his two years, but his, his, his instincts are going to cause him to run 
they added another back to the rushing game. Uh, I, I just don't feel like the volume is going to be there with Allen, and that's why I had him lower. I think who my next – I had Stafford and Ryan up there. Yeah, so give us your yeah. thoughts on Stafford really quick, and then both of you guys give me your thoughts on, on Ryan since you both had him pretty much the same spot as me. You had him one spot higher. Well, with Stafford, I just – you know, he was on pace to be QB, I don't know, three, four, five last yeah. year through eight games. Kenny Galladay has stepped up as the true alpha. Uh, I expect uh, a healthy TJ Hawkinson to uh, have somewhat of a breakout season. They have a stable of running backs now. They've got Swift. They've got carry on. Uh, they've, and they've got depth with guys like McKissick and Scarborough. Uh, and they got somebody else I can't remember. Uh, Ty Johnson. So they, they've got some depth at the running game. And then Marvin Jones is he, you know, I think next to Robert Woods, Marvin Jones is like the the most underrated fantasy asset going. And then they added uh Geronimo Allison uh, in the slot. So maybe he breaks out. I think they still have Danny Ambulance Dola. Uh shout uh, out no, to Swag. I think they let go of Amendola if I could be wrong. I could yeah. be wrong. I don't think they I don't think they have him anymore. I mean, they have a – who is it now that I think I think could end up taking over? They still do have Danny Amendola. So oh, they do. Okay. Uh, it's, uh, it was it Cephas, right? Quintez Cephas? I'll oh, yeah. The, the, ever, yeah, ever since uh, Akuda talked so highly of him, I'm really kind of liking him landing in that offense. So, yeah. Oops. Uh, you weren't supposed to see that bottom row. So, you guys' thoughts on, uh, on Matt Ryan? Since anything you guys want to add since you guys both have him, like I said, just one spot below me. So it's not like we're that big a difference on Matt Ryan. Yeah, I think kind of same range, similar argument to, to what you made about why he's where he's at. Yeah. All right, so I've been forgetting to kind of go over Tony's rankings here. So at 11, he had Drew Locke. I guess maybe rate. Tony should have showed up then, shouldn't he? You know, and also <laughs> one thing I thought I would correct, you forgot, Dennis, that J.D. McKissick joined the – uh, running back uh, by committee and despair in Washington. He is no longer in Detroit. Oh, even better. So he went from, you know, I think he probably should have stayed in Detroit. Better chance for touches there with the, compared to the 50 backs they had in Washington. Uh, All right. So at yeah. nine, Tony has Deshaun Watson. So he, him and uh, him and Matt are pretty close in there. Matt has Watson at 10. Tony has Watson at nine. And then, uh, Tony comes in with Stafford at eight. So right there kind of with me, Dennis, me and Dennis, Matt's got him higher. So at seven, my boy Baker. And I tried to move him higher. I really did. I, I bet you guys were expecting him to be in the top three, didn't you? Well, you, I, said, I, t- I, you said five. Uh, I know. Here, I tried so. very hard. So you, really it's did. sad to I, see you've lost so much faith in your boy. I know. You know, he probably, I think he unfriended me on Facebook now too. Like it's, it's, it's been a bad couple days, but uh, no, I, my, I realistically, I was trying to look through and, and kind of give an idea of what I thought. I kind of tried to project what I thought a lot of their stats were going to be. And so I, I was on uh, much when I made my uh, wonderful Justin Herbert bet on the back row show. I was defending Baker Mayfield because they were talking about how they would go Joe Burrow over him in a startup. And I thought that was kind of crazy. I like Joe Burrow a lot, but we haven't seen him at the NFL level at all. Even though we all think he's going to be really good, we haven't seen anything. And I, I feel like everybody's been forgetting about how good Baker's rookie season was. I mean, I understand 26 touchdowns, 27 touchdowns, a rookie record, you know, it's not astronomical. It's not a, not a huge amount, but it's still 
Nobody else has ever done that. And and so I think that has to go into something. He was still a really good quarterback. And so the projections I gave him on the back row show was I said I thought he could throw for 4,200 yards with about 35 touchdowns, maybe 15 interceptions, maybe, maybe a little higher, 16, 17. We do know he loves to throw interceptions. I also don't account – a lot of leagues have the negative stats for interceptions. Most of the ones that I play in don't, so I don't – negative stats for interceptions. Don't really care about it. But So for that, if that all came true, that would put him right about what Patrick Mahomes did last year where he finished as QB7. Granted, he missed a lot of games, and I understand that, but this is obviously assuming Baker plays out the whole season. I think he can put up about those kinds of stats and – I do think he's going to get some rushing touchdowns this year. We've seen that they do like to incorporate QBs running the ball down in the red zone with Stefanski. Uh, what's the other guy's name? Matt, um, I forgot what his name is. Help me out here. Their offensive player. No, no, they, uh, they, they, he, he learned the system from him while he was oh, in. Kubiak. 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 That they, they don't they will use that. They will allow those quarterbacks to kind of split out, almost do you know that RPO stuff that we've seen Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray do. And Baker, while he's not Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, he he can get he can do some running. And so I think if you can incorporate a couple rushing touchdowns in, that's definitely going to shoot him up the rankings as well. So again, I'm expecting a lot. Obviously, career year out of Baker, but I do think that offense is going to come together. I think the way that they run the ball with Chubb and Hunt is going to open up a lot of things for them. And when you have guys like Odell and you have guys like Jarvis and you have guys like Hollywood Higgins, Austin Hooper, and David Njoku, they're going to be able to make plays when it matters. And if you're doing a play action and you get the the ball to Odell on a slant and he makes one guy miss, he could easily take a 60-yard to the house. And that's a, not only is that going to make Odell look good, it's obviously going to help Baker's stats as well. So I think this is going to be that year we were expecting Baker to take last year that step. I think he takes it this year. I mean, Baker, he, he w- was not the first quarterback to have a sophomore slump. That's definitely mm. – uh, something uh it happens very frequently i'm just happy uh when you rattled off that list of receivers uh you included my guy david Njoku. Uh, I, I think Njoku's gonna have the uh he's the tight end to own there still he's gonna be the, the I, I receiver and I, I mean every year we have a, a wild card slinger who ends up bouncing up top you know baker could could do that that's not you know the way I ranked it, I, I wasn't betting on that. But, I mean, last right. year we ended up with Winston. Most people at preseason probably wouldn't have had him as uh, in the in the top ten, and he finished as quarterback five. So, I mean, the potential and the talent are there. You just have to see how it pans out. I My thought is if Cleveland ends up being a better team defensively and rushing-wise, it might almost be a detriment to – Baker's ability to vault up that high. Yeah, I think given the trouble Chubb had last season getting in the end zone from inside the red zone, uh, I, I kind of agree. It could be, you know, Baker or or it could be Hunt who's in at the goal line. Mm-hmm. And, and that may present a real problem. We, we could see Chubb have one of those 1,300, two-touchdown Leonard Fournette kind of years. Don't. Don't put that juju on me. I've got too much chub to for that to make me very happy. Uh, let's see here. So you guys already gave your thoughts on Matt Ryan. So let's go. Tony got Matt Stafford. So we already kind of talked about him. So let's see if I did this right for once. This is going to work. Hey, it did. All right. 
So I have Josh Allen there at six. You guys are a little bit lower on him than I am. I think adding Diggs is going to be huge. He's, in my opinion, one of the best route runners in the game. I don't think that Diggs necessarily has to go deep, even though that's I think Allen's probably a little bit more accurate deep, which is not saying much because he definitely struggles with the accuracy. But my biggest thing for him is I think they're still going to use him when he gets down into the red zone. And with the amount of rushing touchdowns he could possibly get going down there, I think it's just it's going to keep him up here near the top. We, we knew, I think he knows and we all have been talking about he has to take a step forward this year. Uh, he took a little bit of a step forward last year, but then kind of seemed to regress a little bit toward the end of the season and in the playoffs. Everybody keeps talking about how he needs to take a step forward. I think that he's going to be able to. Now, the third year in Ryan Dable's offense, I think it's key. He didn't really have a sophomore slump, but we just talked about with Baker. He took a step forward. If he continues to take a step forward, I think he's just going to get better and better. That was always my thing with him when he came out of college was he just has to continue to get a little bit better every single year. I know it's hard to improve accuracy, but guy like Stephon Diggs, who can, who's fairly good at catching the ball, I think adds just another dynamic weapon to him. You got my guy, Isaiah Hodgins, who I think has got the one of the best catch radiuses coming in this year. If he can find his way out onto the field, with his hands and his catch radius, it doesn't matter where Josh Challen's throwing the ball. Isaiah Hodgins can come down with it. So I think Allen's continue, Allen continues to take a step forward. I still have him up here toward the top of the quarterbacks. Uh, you guys want to say jo- – If Josh Allen was a licker, he'd be top shelf Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that, though. Mitch Trubisky was really good a year ago. And I think, in all honesty, if uh, – why am I forgetting his name right now? Oh, uh Who's the Bears head coach? Nagy, right? Matt Nagy? Yeah. Remember that right? If Matt Nagy wasn't such an idiot and allowed Mitch Trubisky to do what he did so well the year before, I think Mitch Trubisky wouldn't have been as bad as he was last year. It doesn't always matter if you're not that accurate. If you can do some of the things that those guys can do and the way that they can use their legs, it's a game changer. It really is. All right, so Matt, you've got uh, you've got Russell Wilson here at six. Kind of surprising. You are You are – I guess technically the lowest, although Dennis only has him like one spot higher, but you are the lowest on Russell Wilson. Why are you so low on Russell this year? Well, I mean, I don't know if I, I dislike him a ton. It's just uh, some of the reason that he was always right up at the top uh, in years past was rushing. And we've seen in the last couple of years that come back down, um, that he's not quite running as much. And I, I think we've talked about before, Seattle doesn't seem to want to be a high-volume pass offense. Um, he was quarterback uh, four last year. Um, if he takes a, a few, you know, if we have a few guys that finish finish the year, um, you know, that could displace him, bump him down a couple of slots, I still like him. I think he's a good uh, player to pick up. I just think he fits a specific role in Seattle and they're not necessarily looking to create a huge fantasy football scoring. You know what creates huge fantasy football scoring being behind. I I just don't think Seattle's defense is quite the level that it it used to be. And so with uh, Carson coming off the hip injury, you know, they've got some guys that are, replacement level backing them up. Nobody has proven anything. Uh, as, as much as it hurts me to say that about Penny, wouldn't surprise me if Penny misses the majority of the season with his injury. So Russell is going to have to take advantage of the weapons he has, which is going to be DK Metcalf and, and Tyler Lockett. So they're, 
their passing game has no choice but to go up. They're going to have to. I, I think they were like 23rd in pass attempts last year. So he, he's going to – I feel like it's it's going to be a season where they throw the ball a little, little bit more, and, and that's going to boost Wilson up a little higher. And yet you projected him to be lower than he finished last year. <laughs> Just, But he's got him one spot higher than you, and that's what matters. <laughs> I'm with both of you. I won't add much to them when I get to, to Wilson. He, he's not much farther off on, on where we are uh, on mine. I do think they throw the ball more. And, again, I'm just going to say, you know, it's all in the legs, man. I think what Wilson can do rushing the ball is going to help keep him up near the top, especially if Carson and it is still hurt. They can't get that running game going with Hyde. We don't know we're going to get out of Penny. I wouldn't be surprised if they have to rely on Russell Wilson more than they ever have, and I think that's just going to mean more and more fantasy points for him and more and more offense for the Seattle Seahawks. Dennis, you have Kyler Murray here. You are the lowest on Murray out of all of us. I know you hated Murray last year. Talked about how he didn't even deserve to be in the NFL. You know, I'm just kidding. But why are you so why are you so low on uh, Murray compared to the rest of us, at least? Well, you know, being at QB six out of thirty two, uh, I don't not- know that I, I don't know that that's necessarily low for a sophomore quarterback. It's, uh, I mean, well, I mean, lower than I, the rest of us. You have him lower than the rest of us. Yeah, you are the because he's he's not going to score as many points. Uh, yeah. I mean, you got Mahomes, Jackson, Prescott. Those three are, are just out of this world when it comes to fantasy points. Watson, well, yes, he's losing losing Hopkins. Uh, he's going to have to. I mean, he's he is that team now. The offense is Deshaun Watson. And he's going to have to make plays. Uh, and Wilson, like I said, I expect him to bump up his production from last year just based on the, the team, the, how the offense plays out. I'm still not 100% sold on the Kingsbury offense. I mean, that's just what it comes down to. I, I, I feel like Murray has a nice combination of athleticism, can run the ball, and he looks like he's going to be an okay passer, but it's I, I need I need more tape. Like I I don't ex- it's going to be a good long while before he's on any of my rosters. Let me let me just repeat what we we just heard. Um, you know, sports fantasy points being behind. You know what doesn't exist? The Arizona Cardinals defense. <laughs> so. Uh, to me, that's a, a part of the reason that I have him up. I also think he's probably going to rush a little bit more um, than what we've seen out of Russell Wilson. Yeah. But no, Dennis's argument is, is sound. Again, I I would say you know can you this, clip that and you know we can use that soundbite. Yeah, yeah I'll play it all the time. Anytime, every time you disagree, I'll just play. It. Matt says I agree with Dennis and his Dennis, argument. Dennis's is argument is sound. <laughs> Dennis is my hero, uh, but. <laughs> We had, you know, I, I think any of these guys, you know, between like four and eight, it wouldn't surprise me seeing them bounce up and down a little bit. Um, so, yeah, you know, I don't I don't think we have a lot separating these. I'm probably more curious. You know, you're probably more curious about my five and I'm definitely more curious about Matt's five. Well, I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for my number five. So, but I have a, I feel a very solid reasoning behind it, and it's not anything against Lamar Jackson. He's a phenomenal quarterback. 
Um, uh, I'll keep Tony's really quick. So he has Matt Ryan at seven and then Dak Prescott at a five. At, at I'm six, six. At six. Yeah, Dak Prescott at five. Uh, so for me, I have Lamar, and here is why. They've built more weapons around him. They've added more um, – what is it? More – They who is it who they Running brought in? Running backs, receivers. Yeah, I mean, they brought in J.K., obviously. They added De- in – DeVernay. The they added – why can I not remember? Why – who is the? Didn't they not bring in a wide receiver here in Devin the draft? Duvernay. Devin, Devin, Devin Duvernay, Duvernay out of Texas. If you read the Dynasty Nerds website, you'd have saw that. I've been really busy. Yes, yeah, art, article literally just content. came out yesterday about it. I've been cranking out that content. All right, all right. Let's let's, let's you know. I've been reading Matt, it. Matt's head, Matt's head is out. totally in college players. It is right now. I've had to, that's why my rankings are so bad here. I'm like Lamar Jackson. That's why he forgot what? Lamar Jackson even right? existed in the end. Exactly, I did. I forgot he was here. I was like, shit, I got to throw him in at five because I forgot he was even here. No. So I don't think he's going to rush as much as he did last year. I don't think he's going to have those touchdowns. That is the biggest reason why I dropped him. Uh, I'm going to – he is not RG3. He is a much better thrower than RG3, and I don't think he's – as stupid when it comes to hits the way RG3 was, if that makes sense. I'm not trying to say RG3 was stupid, but it seemed like he he kind of took hits when he didn't Sounds need like that's exactly what you said. Yeah. Lavar. Uh, we can add another, him to the list of people that were coming on the show. show. Uh, so, but uh, Lamar Mar is smarter. He'll slide. He gets out of bounds, and he's obviously very elusive. He's not an easy guy to tackle. But I think adding JK, adding the wide receivers, and adding the defensive pieces that they did, which I think has kind of been overlooked all offseason, and some of the guys that – they brought in on defense i think the games are going to be closer i think they are going to ask lamar to not i don't think they're going to ask him to run not run that much i think he's going to be a little bit smarter about it i don't think he's going to get you 1300 yards rushing i don't think he's going to get you seven touchdowns again rushing which is going to bring him back to earth a little bit and i'm going to be a little bit honest here it's going to hurt some lamar jackson truthers feelings and i don't care i still don't think he's that good of a passer and I don't think some of the wide receivers that he hit wide open against the really bad competition they played at times last year is going to happen again this year. They have a tougher schedule. Still think Lamar is going to help them win games. Wouldn't be surprised if it's them against the Chiefs again in the AFC Championship. Lamar Jackson is a legit quarterback. You can't make the argument that he's a, a running back that can somewhat throw the ball. He proved last year that he is a good thrower. I'm not going to argue that whatsoever, but I don't think you're going to get the plays where Hollywood Brown is 15 yards open you know, multiple times against bad teams, or he hits Marquise Brown five yards from the line of scrimmage and he breaks five tackles against the Dolphins and takes it to the house for 80 yards. I think that comes back to earth a little bit more this year. You don't quite see all those explosive plays. Still think they happen, but not quite that. And so all that comes together and dropping Lamar just enough that he comes in at five again. I don't have a huge difference between him and my top guys above it. A lot of these guys is going to go right toward Dennis's argument that he's already made, and now I can continue making it. The Ravens' defense is good, and they're going to keep teams at low points, and I don't think Baltimore is going to run up the score the way they did last year. I think last year they were trying to prove a point. I think Lamar was trying to prove, hey, I am a quarterback, and I'm going to shut everybody up and do what he did. I think they're smarter with him this year, and they they try to keep him healthier, make sure he doesn't take those big hits, which drops the rushing and the rushing touchdown. So I know everybody else is a lot higher on Lamar than I am. I, I will, just like Brady, could be dead wrong here. On Lamar, but I think the rushing yards come back, and so do the touchdowns, which drops him down to five for me. Yes, I'm just one. gonna say he could finish with 110 fewer points in 2020 than he had in 2019, and he yeah. still would have finished as quarterback five into yeah, quarterback four in 2019. 
Well, and I, that goes to the guys that I have above him, and I'm, I will explain why I think that they are above him. Again, I could be wrong. I'm, I'm not afraid to admit that. I've never been – I like Lamar coming out of out of college. I was not someone who hated Lamar. I had him as my number four, I think, actually. I had him above Josh Rosen. A lot of other people, as as I talked about on the on the back row show, were high. Rosen was their one. Uh, Baker was always my one, and for me it was Baker, Darnold, Allen, and Lamar. And I said in that, I thought Allen and Lamar – funny enough they've done it so far had the chance to be the best two of this class because of what they could do with their legs if they could throw the ball consistently Lamar showed last year that he could do that I have no doubt that he'll continue to do it I just think we're going to see a little bit of different Baltimore team than we did last year and that's going to affect his fantasy numbers just in my opinion and I could be wrong and I'm fine being wrong on him I'm not I'm not paying the premium for him in most formats because I think that he is going to drop down some and, and I do think it's going to end up working out in my favor. But I could be wrong. I could be sitting here at the end of the year next year like me and you were all season, Matt, with, with Derrick Henry last year. I could every week be like, well, fuck, Lamar Jackson shut me up again this week. Dude, and, and hey, hey while you're rambling there, hopefully you were looking to check. Do you know who led the league in touchdown passes last year? I'm sure yeah, it was I Lamar. I can tell you. It was well, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. So on only 401 attempts. So right. If and, he's gonna, if he's going to rush less, yeah, he's gonna throw more. He's still gonna do the things that he does. He's he's gonna have a better supporting cast. He's he's got uh, Andrews going in. Is Andrews going into year three now? Yes. Hollywood Brown going into year two, and he's healthy. Uh, they brought in uh, more weapons. I think they've got they have an exceptional running game. They do, and they've right. got a good defense. And to think that they're going to not not score because they were trying to prove a point last year, you know what they're going to do this year? They're going to try and prove a point. They're going to try and prove that they belong in the Super Bowl and that they should be Super Bowl champions. And so they're going to go out and they're going to step on people's heads. They're going to put the pedal. They're going to keep going. Lamar is going to he, – he, he wants to make them say, Patrick who? And so he's going to go out. If, if he if he throws the ball 75 more times, his touchdowns aren't going to go down. He'll still be in that 35-36 touchdown range. That's going to put his yardage then up around, you know, 37, 38, 3,900. Uh, your ranking is ridiculous. So here's here's my argument against that though. Just because his rushing go down goes down doesn't mean his passing goes up. I think that they are going to lean heavier on Ingram and Dobbins. We saw it a lot last year. You're right. I'm not saying that they won't step on players' throat or teams' throats, but you know what else they did last year? They pulled Lamar out a lot, and I think that happens sooner if they get up sooner. The one thing that again I'm going to say. Lamar Jackson is not a, he's not Jameis Winston out there. He does not have that big body. All it takes is that one hit. Defenses at times figured Lamar out last year. You go back to that first time that they played the Browns and what did they do? They shut down Lamar up until the end of the game where it didn't matter. Top of that, you mentioned that he he led the league in uh, passing touchdowns, right? With 36. On 401 attempts where he completed 265 of them for only 3,100 yards. And again, I go back to. You go to some of those games where they play teams like the Dolphins is the one that sticks out in my head because I, I watched that game over and over again because everybody talked about how Lamar Jackson is God out on the football field. When you're throwing to Marquise Hollywood Brown because he's 15 yards wide open, 
because there was a blown coverage or the defensive back didn't keep up with him, which could happen. I mean, I'm Josh not- Allen can't do it. I mean, I disagree. Josh Allen hit wide open wide receivers last year. That's my point. Is a lot. There was one throw in that game that was amazing. That's it. The rest of them were hitting wide open wide receivers. A competent quarterback in the NFL can hit wide open wide receivers. On top of that, again, this is now a, a new year. And I'm sorry, but I'm going to give some defensive coordinators a little bit of credit here and say that they might have found not a way to stop Lamar Jackson, because I don't think you can stop him but I do think you can contain him a little bit. You've got a full year now of this offense on tape for them to study, and guess what? They've had nothing but time to study it now because nobody can do anything at home. I know a lot of people are going to think it's controversial, and that's fine. And at the end of the year when he finishes five or lower, I will be laughing and telling all of you I told you so because I just think he's going to take a step back. It doesn't mean a bad – it's not a bad thing. I don't have him. You're you're getting a tattoo of Lamar on your ass right next to – So let's let's talk about – uh, that horrific performance he delivered in a uh, 40 to 25 loss to Cleveland, where he threw for 247 yards, three touchdowns, ran nine times for 66 yards, completed yeah. 71% of his passes. Yeah, and then how much that, of that? That's just shit. I mean, and that how guy much shouldn't even be in the fourth football. quarter. You cannot take the stats of the game and then go and look at what he did in the fourth quarter. When the Browns already had the game in hand, but don't fantasy, fantasy points count in the fourth quarter. Blake Blake Bortles would have never played for anyone if we were going. On, if we ruled out I'm before. not talking about garbage time points. That's fine. Good for him. He'll get garbage time points. But if the Browns team was able to find a way to contain him, I'm sorry, but I'm going to trust other defensive coordinators more than what the Browns had last year in finding ways to slow down Lamar and contain him. If the Browns could do it last year, I believe other teams could do it this year. The Tennessee Titans did it in the playoffs last year, did they not? No. They didn't They didn't slow down Lamar Jackson. Lamar, Lamar Jackson threw for 365 yards and ran for 143 yards in that loss to Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I understand what you're saying. You think defenses will figure them out, and that might be bad for the, for the Ravens as a team. But even in games where they didn't win, Jackson put up some some pretty impressive stats. You're you're remembering they they did beat the crap out of Jackson. It looks like he was sacked five times against the the Browns, but he still threw for two fifty three touchdowns and ran for sixty six yards. Where, you know, I don't have a problem with anything you're saying except the idea that that's going to necessarily translate into a much worse fantasy performance. Yeah. Cause I think he takes a step back. I'm, I'm looking at something really quick, but uh, okay. So obviously I know you guys are going to disagree because I Wait, see where you guys all have Lamar. You, and that's you, you keep looking, Matt. We know there's three things. There's lies, there's damn lies and statistics. No, that's that's not at all what I mean. Again, I understand. I knew going into this when I had him where I had him that every a lot of but, people are going to disagree with him, and that's fine. Like I said, we'll, we'll, you could, we'll, he could end up drop. He could end up dropping to five. But I'm just saying it. It would be a, a. It's not a small step back from what he did last year. It would be a pretty precipitous fall back. He was just so many more points ahead of everyone. And even though that they Baltimore as a team didn't look great and Jackson maybe didn't look like an MVP, when we were doing that playoff fantasy competition, the points you got from him in that, you know, horrific losing effort was still enough to vault a couple of us that played him up. So 
that that's where it's going to be a little bit interesting. Okay, so you've got uh, we already kind of talked about Stafford, yeah, at five. Uh, Russell Wilson, Dennis, you've got we we talked a little bit about him. Tony's got Dak there. So do you guys have anything you want to add on Wilson or Stafford? I'll just say I I'm obviously the highest on Stafford. He finished as QB 29 last year, despite only playing in eight games. He had 19 touchdowns, almost 2,500 yards. Even if they do uh, run a little bit more, um, you know, I I just think he he we un, we forget sometimes. I know I do how good he can be uh, in that offense and how efficient he is as a passer. And I like the idea that if DeAndre Swift gives them a better receiving weapon out of the backfield, that's something they haven't had. Dennis is right. Hawkinson taking a year forward. Marvin Jones got injured last year, having him and Galladay. Um, you know, I like the potential in that offense, and that's why I have him where I have him. Dennis, anything you want to add on uh, Wilson? Nope. I think all what right. we've seen is, aside from that, we've all taken each other's favorite team and vaulted their quarterback up our right. own rankings while diminishing our own. <laughs> We're trying to trying to trying to temper our expectations so we can be surprised. You know, I I think Wilson, uh, like I said earlier, I think they're going to throw it a little little more. Um, it, it's uh, you know, they don't they they try not to run him. What did he have? Three hundred and thirty three points. So. Yeah, yeah. 75 carries for 342 and three TDs last year. Who are you talking to, Matt? Sorry, I was looking at Lamar Jackson's stats. I was going to argue something, but I'm just, I'm just going to move on. Because he did have two of those uh, touchdowns and over 90, or almost 100 of those yards that you guys kept talking about with the Browns literally in the last two minutes of the fourth quarter, or like four minutes of the fourth quarter. But whatever. That's right. He just completely destroyed them. Yeah, they, oh, don't, they don't count. Parker Wilson. Uh, as we already talked about multiple times here, I, I, I kind of agree with what uh, I think Matt, were you saying or Dennis? I don't remember who was saying. I think I mentioned it earlier with uh, Carson being hurt. You've got Hyde. Um, I'm not sure you can totally buy into. We don't know what we're going to get from Penny. Uh, I, I just think that they're going to have to rely on Wilson to get a lot of the offense here, especially if Carson is not going to be healthy to start off the season. The legs, I think he's going to be able to throw the ball a lot to DK and Tyler Lockett. Uh, yeah, Lamar at five. Get over it. It's gonna happen. Just I'm 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 keeping receipts now at this point. I'm gonna come back at the end of the season with all of them. Just so are you gonna get two on the left cheek and Lamar on the right, or is it gonna be vice versa? It's gonna be Baker when he ends up winning the MVP in the Browns a Super Bowl. That's who's gonna be right here on my chest. And that that sexy little picture of him and the tiger right next to that car. That's what I'm gonna do. It's gonna be Lamar on Baker's shoulders, astride a dolphin. <laughs> nah. Lamar's going to be a five or worse. I just, I promise you just watch, just watch people. I can't wait for the season to be over with so I can get, I'm going to go on. I told you so tour of, I told you so just watch. <laughs> but uh, anyways, we'll sell a- t-shirts on the, I told you yeah, so. Oh, tour. I will, yeah. Lamar at five and I'll wear it proudly. And I'm, <laughs> He's going uh, to send us the T-shirts. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's going to be plastered all over. I'm going to change the podcast to Lamar Jackson QB5 or lower. It ain't going to be the fantasy football roundtable anymore. Uh, but uh, I, I just think that this offense is going to have to revolve around Russell Wilson this year, and I think that's going to lead to him getting more fantasy points. The biggest thing will be 
is how much of that slump does he suffer at the beginning part of the season? I think we talked about it uh, last Monday, when or on Monday's episode. We did it on Friday last week where we talked about Seattle. And Wilson always seemed to struggle right out of the gate and, and early in the season. I think he's going to have to kind of get past that this year to, to finish this high, but I think he can. I think, as I said, this offense kind of revolves around him. So, Matt, you've got Kyler Murray here at four, so not much higher than than Dennis. Uh, I've got him the highest, uh, clearly. So, what? Uh, anything you want to add on Murray before we move on to uh, Dennis, who's got Watson? No, it's kind of just what I what I said. You know, I, I think they'll probably throw a lot. I'm not a huge believer in Vance Joseph uh, as a coach, uh, and he runs their defense, so not a big believer in their defense. Yeah, and that's why I have him as high as I do because he's also got the best wide receiver in the game on his team. Uh, Dennis, anything you want to add on Watson? You know, it's like I said earlier, Watson is the center of that offense, and they're going to have to play catch-up. As much as I want David Johnson to have a renaissance, uh, I, 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 don't, I, I don't believe it's going to happen. And I've got some shares. I've got him rostered. Uh, there's a couple places where, man, it would be really, really, really good if David Johnson uh, had a really good, like a comeback player of the year kind of season. Uh, but I don't think that's really going to happen. And so it's going to be Watson chucking the ball. Yep, and that's why I have him at three. I think that defense is just going to be so bad. And and I think Bill O'Brien definitely – I think he's on the hot seat. I thought he was kind of on the hot seat last year. Uh, Dennis talked me off that. I definitely think he's on the hot seat this year. And, and I think that they're going to have to win games if, if he's going to keep his job. And, and I think that's going to just solely rely on Watson and his legs and his arm. He's going to be the offense, as Dennis has said here, and that's why I have him as high as I do. Uh, let's see here at four, Tony has Russell Wilson, three, Kyler Murray. So you guys both have Dak at three, kind of expected again. He, he finishes two last year. So this is not a huge drop for him, uh, for either one of you guys. Uh, go ahead and give me your soliloquy here on Dak Prescott and why he's just an amazing fantasy quarterback. Thank you, Matt. I have accepted that um, through much personal reflection and, and talking to you guys that I am a closet Dallas Cowboys fan and I'm seeking professional therapy, but for now, you know, I've, I've, I've invested too much in uh, my three homeboys, uh, CD, Amari and Michael to not believe in my friend Dak uh, to get us there. Well, at least two of those wide receivers you named are good. I'll let you guess uh, it. With Amari and CD. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, Dak is, He's coming into his own. He's what fourth or fifth year now, fifth year. Yeah. So should, should be yeah fifth year. Yeah, because yeah. he's yeah. on the franchise tag right round. now, and, and 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 he didn't mess around. He went in, signed that paper, and got that money before they changed their mind. He's like, we we can take a couple couple more weeks to try and negotiate, but I'm going to make sure you don't pull this off the table. Uh, smart business move. Yeah, uh, but they they've got great weapons and and. He's going to have to do his damage early in games, I think. They've got a powerful offense. And so if Dak can get some points on the board early, then they're going to grind it with Zeke late. So it, it, it's going to be – I could see a scenario where the Cowboys lead the league in scoring this year. I guess, yeah. And that's where I guess I'd be wrong on Dak too. I guess I'm going to be wrong on a lot of players outside of Lamar Jackson. Uh, so I mentioned See, that that's what happens when you, we don't discuss this before you do your rankings. 
No, I don't need to discuss it. I know I'm going to be right on Lamar. Don't you guys worry about that. Like you, so, you thought it was going to be a quiet and short show, and then, uh, <laughs> then you had no, to I, I thought it was going to be quiet and short everywhere else. I knew once that five ranking of Lamar came out, everybody was going to come for me, and that's all right. I'll be, like I said, I'll be standing at the top of the hill like uh, Jon Snow at, at the end of the Battle of Bastards, just climbing out from all we, those dead bodies as I'm so, right that Lamar you know you know what I take away from this? You know, you've staked your your claim on on Lamar being the guy that you're thinking is going to fail, maybe rooting to fail. Not I picked Mel- I picked Melvin Gordon earlier. Dennis, where is your hate? Let it flow through. Yeah, let it flow through. You no, I'm just such a positive guy. My blood type is B positive. I mean. <laughs> That's all right. I guess you got to have one of those, right? One of one, one guy to bring out the sunshine is me and Matt bring in the Matts bring out the darkness in this. This body. is no. why the Monday shows were such such low yeah. energy last year. Yeah, exactly. Because me and Matt were on here like I hate everyone. I hate Derrick Henry. I hate Lamar. Yeah, that's true. We need you back. Man, on Monday. I just traded for Derrick Henry. <laughs> oh no! I sixteen team league. Jordan Howard was my second running back, and. Uh, Hunter Renfro was my fourth wide receiver. And I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about go out and get Mike Williams. It might've been dynasty nerds. I think Uh, offer a 2022 second or 2022 first for Mike Williams. And so I went out and did that in just about every league and was uh, summarily rejected except for in one where he said, well, can you make it a 21 first? And I was like, uh, no, and let me look. I went and looked at the team. I traded a 2021 first and second, uh, a 2022 first, and T. Higgins for Derrick Henry and Mike Williams. Oh, man. I think I'd rather kept the picks. In a 16 team league. Well, so Dennis, Dennis started the rebuild this season, apparently. No, no. I mean, I've got. He started I, my, the Rams rebuild. I've got Baker and Daniel Jones at quarterback. Uh, Joe Mixon and Derrick Henry at running back with uh, well, you better not follow your rankings on Baker and Daniel Jones. You're screwed this year right. with, <laughs> with uh, uh, the my my wide receivers. I I have uh, Julio. Oh damn! Let me pull up that team. It's it's a good team. Uh, I have Julio, Jarvis Landry, Terry McLaurin, Darius Slayton, and Mike Williams uh, as my my top wide receivers. So. I feel like I'm going to crush that league. Well, I feel like we all think our teams are going to crush you today. We'll, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I'm big on picks, though. I've always been a big picks guy, so that might be why I, I would have I would have gone the other way on that. Picks don't win you shit this year. Eh, that's what they say, but I, I've rebuilt some teams with some really good picks. So my number two is Kyler Murray. goes back to what we talked about earlier. Arizona's defense can't stop a fucking fart in the wind, as as we've talked about. I think it's gonna be just, it's gonna be all about that offense. I I, I believed in them last year. That's why I had Kyler Murray uh, as my one, just slightly ahead of Dwayne Haskins. Still believe in you, Dwayne. And I think you're gonna be good, unlike the guy below me. Uh, but I, I love Kyler this year. Adding DeAndre Hopkins, you know they still have Larry the Legend there. Christian Kirk, I still believe in Hakeem Butler is going to be good for them as well. <laughs> well man, just I'm just to say Hakeem Butler. 
all kinds of friends on this podcast. But uh, I, like, I love. I think Butler is going to be be good for them as well. You got Kenyon Drake, who I think is going to be definitely more productive than what we saw at a DJ last year. And I do agree with what Matt said earlier. They they really kind of seem to hold back Murray and his rushing earlier in the season. We started to see him rushing a lot more. As the season went on, I think that's going to become a bigger part of the game plan this year. That's obviously going to help, as we talked about. Rushing, rushing touchdowns really helps out, really helps separate you at the quarterback position in fantasy. I think Kyler's going to get a lot of that. I think he's going to be the number two quarterback in fantasy this year. Matt, you have got Patrick Mahomes. So I know, and apparently the question needs to be, why do I hate Patrick Mahomes? Because I'm obviously no, the lowest. Mahomes, you too. That's all right. You didn't have I'm him you know, just apparently fucking blasphemy on this podcast when you put somebody below one or two. So, but go ahead and tell us, you know, just your thoughts on Patrick Mahomes, since you are technically the lowest on him at all of us. My thoughts are, Patrick, I wish you were not in the same division as my favorite team. <laughs> so, well, you hey, drop I- Drew Lock down to temper your <laughs> expectations, but you won't acknowledge Patrick Mahomes. Hey, if it makes you feel any better in that uh, league that I sent you, the incredible scoring where quarterbacks go over a thousand, yeah, I was the first quarterback off the board, and I own Patrick Mahomes. So, <laughs> yeah. So you're rooting for him every Sunday out of two, two out of sixteen well, Sundays. To for. me, to me, the difference between him and Lamar is I, I feel like Lamar has a rushing element that Mahomes is a decent runner, but. I don't think that's ever what they're going to ask him to do. Uh, And, you know, it's the same reason a little bit that I I gave a nod to McCaffrey, even though it wouldn't surprise me if Saquon Barkley ends up, you know, when we've talked about the guy who did it last year, who who did it by 80 points, uh, gets that respect in the preseason from me. All right, Dennis, you've got Lamar Jackson, as does Tony. Tony has Kyler Murray at uh, three, if I forgot to mention that earlier. So give us your thoughts on Lamar for the 2020 season. Nothing? Dennis may be frozen. Okay. I was going to say, he seems very perplexed and and deep in thought. He regrets that Lamar choice. He really sold Lamar Lamar at five. I think you guys are both going to let regret Lamar have him where you are, but I understand that's controversial right now. So as we work on getting Dennis back, we'll just reveal our number ones all across the board. I've got Mahomes. I just think that he is, he's just too damn good. And yeah. as I mentioned earlier, I do think Lamar is going to take a step back. I think Patrick Mahomes being hurt the way he was Whoa. last year. Hey, hey, he's back. There we go. He 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 realized his mistake. He was trying to drop Lamar down, but we've already solidified these uh, rankings, so you can't change it now. Uh, but I'll finish on Patrick Mahomes. I just think he's he's an absolute stud. I I think he's going to continue to throw a shit ton of touchdowns. He's going to do everything he can. He's going to be going. He's going to go back to the number one QB again this year. Dennis, your thoughts on Lamar at two, and then you have Mahomes at one as well. So give us your thoughts on Patrick. I mean, really, it's a coin flip. I I disagree. Yeah. I think I, I think Mahomes is going to throw for five thousand yards. I think we we've seen Lamar be super efficient with passing touchdowns, run for thirteen hundred yards. So for me, it, it, it's going to be a battle to watch all season from a fantasy perspective. I think these two guys, uh, as much as much as I love Dak, 
it wouldn't surprise me if if uh, there's not an 80-point gap between these two guys, but there's an 80-point gap between these two guys in third place. I mean, it, it should be fun. Yeah. Matt, anything you want to add since you've got Lamar there at one? You know, it, it's a little bit about respect. I, I think uh, what he did last year was – incredible to me even in some losing efforts the way he was able to put up stats um so uh, until he can be dethroned that's i'm giving him that respect but i you know any one of these guys here up the top if they finish number one wouldn't surprise me we've seen Mahomes is only one year removed from chucking it for 5050 uh and there's nothing to think that he couldn't do that again well, all right, that does it for our quarterbacks. Uh, I really wish Tony would have been here. I'd love to see his his reaction to to the rankings. He was pretty close to you guys. I guess I'm the only one who, you know, mixed things up a little bit here. But we'll be back on Monday's show as we finish out the NFC West. We have got the Rams and the Cardinals. The Cardinals. Yes, the Cardinals. Rams and Cardinals that we will finish out. And then next week, I think Thursday, we will start doing our running back rankings as we're getting closer and closer to the season, just about a month away from training camps opening up. So we are getting closer and closer. So everybody have yourselves a good weekend, and we will talk to you guys again on Monday. Right on. See ya. Prepare for glory. I don't know if you got your pop on there. Who can make a play? I can! Who can make a play? I can!